This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. We love a Sunday special, right? Love it. Perfect episode to send to a friend. Throw it on a YouTube. Throw it on your TV. You can watch while you're doing all your Sunday errands, all that kind of shit. I love <laughs> when we get sent the Instagram story of someone watching on their TV. Like, I think that is so cool. And it looks Same. good. It's got the bright colors. So if you go get subscribed to YouTube, airplay it to your TV, it's a whole new way to enjoy the podcast. Totally. I feel like a movie star. Right. I see that. <laughs> that's a, that's Even though us. it's just streaming. The, the movie stars. Um, before we get into it, I'm on the road, people. I would love for you to come to a show, jaredfree.com. If you're listening right now, I'm going to be in Vancouver, Irvine, Indianapolis. Spokane has been added to the calendar. Spokane, Ooh. Washington. That's right. Ring that bell. Oklahoma City, Dublin, Belfast, London, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Berlin, Oslo, and the Oslo of America. Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm all across this great planet of ours. Um, I'm excited. I love I love when you read the list of cities because I learn how to pronounce them. When well, you well, I hope I'm them. doing it. You're learning from me. I, the the blind okay. leading the blind. I've I've in my head I read it as I would always I always thought it was Spokane. Spokane makes more sense. It, uh, listen, we're about to find out which one it is from the okay. DMs. I, I, I thought it was Spokane, but yeah, it's a tough place to get to. I've been there before. Um, I've only been to Seattle. Is it close to Seattle? It's a flight away. You got to go inland oh. to Spokane. Uh, Seattle's okay. great. I love. I mean, you know, I'm a big. We did a show there. It was great. We love love Seattle. Love Tacoma. I I'm a fan of Tacoma. That that the. the I like Tacoma because all the people in Seattle talk shit about the Tacoma people, and it's actually like seems like a pretty great place to live. Like it's like, like like they share They're the, the same airport. Like I, it's just cheaper. Okay, interesting. I don't really know anything about the the Tacoma Spokane uh, <laughs> feud. Right. No, but I'll take your word for it. Tacoma and <laughs> Seattle have this weird feud, and it just seems like Tacoma is. The same type of living as Seattle, except cheaper. I don't understand, and it feels like the Seattle. I'm sure you're about to get a lot of people tell you what the difference right. is. Right. Well, they have this thing called the Tacoma aroma. They claim it smells, and it's not even a smell. There's no smell. Like I guess there used to be factories there where the town of Tacoma would smell, and then the you know the snobby Seattle people would talk about them like they were Fraser Crane up in their penthouse suites. <laughs> And that is what I think. It's weird that that's still my number one association with Seattle is uh, is Frasier. Oh my god, great show! Did you watch Frasier? Uh, I watched some episodes. Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I watched some. And a great theme song. Great. The yeah. uh, 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 fr what is it? How does it go? I, it's like on the tip of my tongue. 
Do you know the theme song? I'd, I'd know it if I heard it. But I. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are coming. Hey, baby, I hear oh, the yeah. blues a like calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Oh, my mercy. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. You remember that? Yeah, that's look. <laughs> yes, that was a good. That was a good intro. I forgot about it. It's like kind of jazzy. Yeah, jazzy, and it always felt like he was singing that song, but I don't know if it was him. Oh, I always pictured it like a an elderly like black man, really singing the song. Is Interesting it, where our brains go. I, I so. thought it was funny. That was my vi- that was my visual. <laughs> well, um, great song I, though. Great. How are you? How's oversharing? I've got nothing but good feedback from our episode. We loved having you on. It was such a great episode. Um, you're gonna have to come back as a friend of the podcast um, oh. at, at some point. And sorry, reached out to me. Yes, sorry. Or Sari, Sari, which is her name, the way that her name is pronounced, um, who was on our triggered segment from, if you know, you know, if you listen to that ever sharing episode, you know, that was our triggered segment. Um, and she, yeah, she reached out and she said that she thought it was funny. So everyone, cause I, I, I did see a couple emails in the oversharing email that was like people offended on her behalf. Really? <laughs> good. So it's good to know that she thought it was funny. She did think it was funny. She was laughing along and she says, I'm just going to go with the flow. Maybe we helped her. We helped a family that day. So um, also, I have a red flag deal breaker for you from me. You ready? Let's hear it. I went on a date, okay? And I chose a place. Great bar, by the way. Can I give a plug? Yes, Plug City. Let's plug, go to plug City. Milady um, in Soho-ish. Okay. I think you and Mike would love it. Milady, spell M apostrophe lady. Milady. And I think it okay. existed before the pandemic, then they shut down and they've reopened. Beautiful bar, beautiful booths, chill. So I say meet at Milady. Nice. Okay. And it's a cocktail bar. They don't, you know, it's like that's what it is. And I get there and I'm like, nice to meet you. And then they're like, and I'm like, they give us the menu, which is a very cocktail-y guy in you know the white shirt gonna shake him up and do him and say okay she go i go well uh what are you gonna get and she's like oh i'm not doing dry january but i'm not really a drinker and i'm like and you know it's loud so i'm like okay she said she's not doing dry january but and she's also saying i'm not a drinker which i'm like okay cool and and i kind of was like i am i you know i i, I drink <laughs> um right and then I have she, an alcohol problem. Yeah, I, uh, I have an issue. <laughs> what a way to open the date. I, <laughs> I am a drinker. You know, so. um, you know, I'm being fun with it. And then yeah. she's I, I kind of can't hear her. And she's like, ah, you know, I'd rather I'd, 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 I'd so rather do shrooms than have drinks. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I know shrooms are like kind of in the zeitgeist, and they're more in right now. It's in, especially in the comedy community. I heard, a, I hear a lot of shroom talk, so it's not as like jarring to me. That's not something I've yeah. ever, I've never done them. I, I, I just, 
you know, and microdosing is big. No judgment, but I'm like, okay, I guess that's her sly way of letting me know, like, this is something I like to do. Fine. And then I go to order the, and then I see the bartender give her, and I, I couldn't hear her because I just. So put, what did she order? Club soda, splash of crayon. Okay. And I'm like, oh. And she goes, no, I'm just not. And she repeated the shrooms thing and not drinking. And it's like, it's a Wednesday night, you know? And I'm like, okay, you know, I would have liked to have known before. Right. I think that's fair that you would have known before, especially like you picked a cocktail bar. It's a night activity. Like that's sort of, I think that's something that, I guess it's good to know if you're, if you're a listener and you're sober, obviously absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that it's good to set up the date with that expectation. Well, I would also not like to drink my calories on a Wednesday too. You know, like it's like I wasn't, you know, at that point I felt a little oh, did bit you like order a drink. Yeah, I'm out. Right. I mean, at that point, am I going to get two club sodas at a cocktail? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're going to kick you out. Right. I, I don't know. I was just like, I had already gotten my brain over the, like, listen, let, let's start at nobody wants to go out and drink on a Wednesday night. Let's start at that. Like, I, we're happy we have, but like, I, you know, the idea that like, you know what it kind of felt like? It felt like I was being like kind of tested. It, it didn't feel, it, okay. felt, it felt like it was like, well, let me not, let me see if you well, it was it was kind of like let me see if you if you deserve my drinking nights. <laughs> you know, like That's what it felt. I'm sure it wasn't that. I'm sure that wasn't what it was. Okay. But well, I could see why it would feel that way. Sure. Maybe maybe I I know that sounds dramatic, but it, it maybe mm-hmm. it just felt like like well, it's like to tell me I do drink. I'm not doing dry January. I'd rather do shrooms than drink. Okay, well why I guess this wasn't one of those right. nights. Maybe where mention that. Mention that before the date. I would have like, done coffee. Doing, let, yeah, right. Let's say like you said, oh, let's get drinks this night, whatever. And she and she had said, by the way, um, I'm okay to go, but also just so you know, like I'm not, uh, I'm not really drinking that much this week, or right. t- I'd rather not drink tonight. Do you mind either like? Let's say she was like, but I'm happy to go to the to the to the bar. I would would've, you, I how would've would've said, you have felt about that? Well, I guess I would have said, let's do something else. Let's do something different. Like right. this isn't the date that makes us both have the most fun. Like I would have said, like, let's go get coffee on the weekend or something. Let's like go for a walk. Like let's right. do something where if you're and also, you know what it made it feel like, I guess, not that I didn't deserve that this was like this wasn't her fun night. <laughs> this was business. <laughs> You know, like, right. you know, like, and it's like, I'm there to like I, chill and have fun and like, whatever, like, let's get to know each other. Like, yeah. I mean, if a guy asked me on a date and he wasn't drinking, I would feel just like a little bit like, again, if he didn't say anything before the date, I would feel like, okay, well, like now I'm kind of like, I'm not going to, I feel weird getting a drink alone or like, I wish, again, I wish I had kind of known that before the date. Right. Because you go into it with a certain energy. And again, I don't want anyone to feel like discouraged from soberly dating. I just think it's like important to relay it in the right way. In the same way where like if you were like, let's go ice skating. And then you got to the ice skating rink and she was like, oh, I actually like, um, I'm not ice skating tonight. Right. Right. No, that's it. <laughs> I think that's a, be- that's a perfect way to put it because right. I'm not looking to force someone to ice skate. 
Like I, you know, like I, and also I don't want to fucking ice skate. I'm doing this because I was like doing the appropriate thing. Like, and that's the thing, like you're told right. make a plan. So if you don't like the, right. If you don't like the idea, say that you don't like the idea before you actually go. Right. Hey, I'm actually not drinking. Can we do a different type of date? Right. No problem. I'm not ice skating this week. Right. <laughs> My ankle hurts. Right. I, <laughs> I don't do any triple axles during the week. I don't know. I, I, I had this like moment of like. I was like, and we had a fine time. It was a nice time. Nice to meet them. But like, I was like, you know, it it was almost like, you know, their comfortability was put ahead of mine, which is what they should do. But I, there was no thought of my comfortability. I think it's just something to mention before you go on a date to a, is it a restaurant or was it a cocktail bar? Milady is as cocktail bar as it gets to me in my All mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a cocktail bar, the thing you go there for is cocktails. You should just give someone a heads up if you're not drinking. I think that's totally fair. Right. Well, but also like why is it as fun for them to go to some place that that is specialized in cocktails? Right? I, it doesn't help either of us. You know, unless I'm there for, you know, I I guess I'm there to be tested. I don't know. Like Right. I don't know if it was a test. I think she was probably like Wanted to go on the date with you. You suggested this place. And then she was like, yeah, I could go on the date and just not drink and it'll be fine. Right. I, I, and well, I think that's it, probably it, as much as she thought about it. Well, it is just funny that like, you know, as far as like in people pleasing mode, as I tend to do, like when I go on a date, if I cancel a date, it's because I don't want to. I've canceled so many dates on the idea of like, I'm not going to be a fun hang. I don't feel good drinking tonight. I don't like my body. I don't like how I'm feeling right now. I'd rather cancel than put someone through that. Right. Or force myself to have a drink on a night where I just need to fucking chill. Yeah. I think there's other ways to have gone about it, but I don't think it was like, I don't think she was thinking about you as part of that decision at all. I don't think she thought you would care. Well, that, that bothers me too. You know, like I wasn't well, thought about it not at a all. match for you. Right. Well, it's not a match for you. So deal breaker. I, so <laughs> There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier. And I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, used for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, 
out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You want to do the email? Let's do it. Okay. J&J, I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning and really appreciate what you both have been putting out there. I genuinely believe that it's changed my perspective on absolutely a better dater who owns my standards because of you both, which is great unless you your standard is going on a date and not having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst. At it, was making a nice a it was a nice time. It was a nice time. I am the worst at making a long story short, but I will do my best here. I'm 32 and I went on a date with a 27, almost 28 year old guy in November. Great date and immediately fell into a consistent and healthy start. Talking daily, but not all day, making plans and taking it slow, but steady. Historically, I've liked to go all in quickly. Anxious, typical. And I was surprised at how calm and safe I was feeling as we were getting to know each other. I've done a ton of self-work and feel that that also had to do with my new and improved dating attitude. But he was definitely a part of my feeling of stability. About a month and a half in, we hit our first road bump at dinner when he expressed a fear of being back in a serious relationship. He had gotten out of a seven-year relationship a year ago and began, that began his freshman year of college. And the breakup was very difficult for him, despite him being the one who chose to end it. We talked about how he had pictured his life going to a certain place. He thought they would get married, etc. This was the first time he expressed this fear to me. I doubled down on what I wanted, serious relationship on the horizon, but not yet, looking for the right person and enjoying getting to know each other at, at the pace we are right now. And he agreed. Okay. <laughs> she basically says she's down for whatever. Right. He agreed, but it's fine. Okay. I've always been in that headspace after a serious breakup, so I understood, and it didn't make me feel the need to go back to back away as long as I was being honest about what I was looking for down the line. My reveal. I wouldn't really call this her reveal, but I'll let her have that one. Well, this he was revealed. Last, uh, yeah, this was his reveal, not her reveal. She, well, me. that she, sometimes happens. You'll say something she, like, like I've been in that position where you're like, hey, I'm looking for, I'm not really, I'm getting afraid of this. I'm feeling like this is maybe moving too fast for me or I'm looking for something where you know, you, you say to someone, you know, this is very early for me and certain things don't ma matter to me. And they go, they go, well, yeah, of course. And you're looking for something serious, right? And you're like, 
Oh, you didn't listen to what this I'm I'm telling you something. You know what I mean? Like they I've had versions right. of but that. But that wasn't that person's reveal. This was your reveal. Right. 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 You have yeah. to Okay. Yeah. You, you have to listen to a reveal. You have to I think something yes. guys are very good at is hearing a woman say to them, "I'm feeling this way," and then them going, "I'm not there." And that's why the reveal works for a lot of guys cuz they go, "Fuck, I'm going to disappoint this person who was there." But I guess maybe it, it it's a reverse because the re- this is a reveal that I am not as far along as maybe I should be. Right. A reveal doesn't have to be positive. A right. reveal can be anything you want it to be. A reveal is saying how you, you're revealing how you currently feel about the situation, which he did. And then she lied, <laughs> which she said, I doubled down. I want, I want a serious relationship on the horizon, but not yet. Not true. Looking right. for the right person, enjoying getting to know each other at the pace right now. To me, that's the relationship. That's a relationship. Yes, yeah, that's a re- that's her trying to say. I want a real. I want this to go towards a relationship without saying that explicitly for fear of scaring the person away. When you say to someone, "I want this to go towards a relationship," guess what? You're in a relationship. That's what a relationship is. It's going towards something. Yeah, always evolving. Okay. So this was our last date prior to the holiday break, and we weren't going to see each other for about a week. I figured this could be where he takes the time to think and realize he didn't want to get into something. But instead, we continued to talk every day. And when he returned to the city, I picked it, it picked up in pace. We started seeing each other more frequently and began having end-of-the-day phone calls. He started them. I was happy and content. And since it was only slightly over two months, I felt I was progressing naturally and didn't really need to have any kind of conversation. So obviously this is where everything fell apart. Well, that's a mistake too. (laughs) He had a conversation with you and then you're like, I guess we're done with conversations forever. Like, right. Like he basically told you, I have fears about this getting serious. And then you go, well, it seems okay. So I guess I'll just forget that ever happened. Right. To me, what she should have done was said, she should have reevaluated the relationship at that point. Instead of she, instead she's just taking hints from him about what he wants, right? About what he's doing, and interpreting them in her own way. Oh, he's he's calling me every night. He's right. doing this. It's more like, oh, that conversation should have given you pause. Should have made <laughs> you back away, right? But whatever. Anyway. So obviously this is where everything fell apart. We went out to dinner, had a great time, came back to my apartment, immediately start hooking up. And then I stopped to be like, hey, it's still early. Let's do an activity. Because I knew he was hungover from the night before. And if we hooked up, it would be immediate bedtime after. This led to a shift in the mood and things started coming out. He was sorry if I wasn't happy with the plan for the evening. He isn't established career-wise slash isn't making as much money as other guys. I could be dating closer to my age, scared of relationships, etc. <laughs> This guy is throwing everything out get, there. Get the fuck you know, away from me. He's like, you, I need you to make more I money. Say? You know what I say? Yeah. Um, you can only have one lie, not five lies. Right. This is just him going, get the fuck away from me. I, I <laughs> I'm not the right. coming over tomorrow. <laughs> I was so confused. I literally meant like, let's watch a movie and had no idea how we got here. Truthfully, I feel like I blacked out for most of it. We ended up concluding that night that we were going to continue. (laughs) We We both deleted our hinges and agreed on where to go from there. We both moved past it, even if that even got that hookup in. But in the morning, I felt really uneasy about how quickly and out of the blue it all occurred. Expressed my feelings to him and basically said, I don't want to be back in in this place in two weeks. He replied by saying that hearing me say that made him think it was best we stop. (laughs) 
He then said he would process his thoughts and send them to me. Cue me getting text of the attached handwritten note the next day. Um, so she doesn't want it to be read, but we're going to, we can talk about certain parts of it. Okay. Um, let's, so I, Maddie so nicely transcribed the letter from a handwritten note and she just bolded the parts that I, that, that she thinks would be the most pertinent to the story. Right. And keep in mind, this is a handwritten note that is then right. he takes a picture of the handwritten note and texts it to her, <laughs> which I find to be its own special, right, like interesting kidnapped her child. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a handwriting analysis. Right. Okay. So she guess I, I guess my question is, is there coming back from this? <laughs> no. <laughs> In this situation or ever, I'm having so much trouble understanding why none of this was openly communicated to me because I would have been happy to work on it together or support him while he worked on it. And per my awareness, we were just having a great time. What legitimacy is there to someone needing to work on things alone? Or is he just not as into me as it seemed? Also extremely frustrated that it took as long as it did to even hear about his apprehension. I feel like I've gotten so much better at weeding out people who aren't emotionally available. And I got one of those typical warning signs. I got none of those typical warning signs from him. It's hard not to feel discouraged in general after a dating situation that felt like it was going in one direction. And then the exact opposite happened. Thanks for everything. Looking for a new waterproof mascara. Oh, that's sad. Well, I'm sorry but, it ended for her, but there's things that I yes, take away I, from this. I agree. I feel bad for the for the reader, but for her to say there were no warning signs when he says he had the con- she explicitly writes that he had the conversation with her uh, six weeks in, month and a half, six weeks in. Right. That was the laying the, of the groundwork. That was the warning sign. Right. Also. Also, how many warning signs do you need for a six-week relationship? It's not that long to begin with. Like, how early on could you have gotten the signs? Right. I I think there's a couple things here that I let me let me talk from I guess the guy's perspective as I'm expected to do sometimes. Where we feel too, you know, like I I think there's this. You know, when she says there's no warning signs and then he he has this talk with her where he doesn't exactly say, I don't see a future in this relationship. Like, that hurts for him to say, too. And he doesn't want to believe that. He wants to sit with her and go, I do like... He's confused, too. So he's going, I'm enjoying your time and I'm enjoying this, but I don't, you know, and then he starts talking about the ex and he's talking about work and he's talking about the the other people in his position. It's all to say, I'm not ready for what you seem to be ready for. And I'm not ready for it with you. And he wants to stay where this was in two week land. And now it's six week land. And he's trying to let you know I don't know if I can do eight week land. And then you're like, well, why don't we delete hinge? And you're like, what? You know, like, <laughs> wait, that wasn't the message that I wanted to. Well, that's why I'm saying like, and I said this one earlier when I was in the middle of reading the email, like when he says that to you, I'm feeling weird because I just got out of the seven year relationship right. to me. At eight weeks, that would be my hint that I'm more invested in. That would be my that would be the reveal on his part. And to me, that would mean I'm more invested in this relationship, even though she doesn't admit it. She says, I'm looking to just see where this goes. Like, that's not true. She wants a relationship with this person. So admit that to yourself and then admit the truth shall set you free. 
I'm more invested in it than this person. I'm now have a concrete discussion of that. I, even if she doesn't dump him, that should be her cue to move away. Right. And if, and, and the, that's the consequence of that conversation that she should be pulling back. And if he asks her why she's pulling back, she can say, I'm hesitant because I'm, I'm more invested be real, be vulnerable. I'm more invested in this relationship than you are. And I don't really want to get more involved with you if you are not ready for a relationship because that's what I want. Um, that's what I'm looking for. You know what the difference between what you just said and her whole email is you spoke in I terms. You said all right. the things you just said. I, I, I. I want this. I feel this. I do this. This woman who I think she's got to stop. Count. When you're six in with someone, it's still I land. We ain't in we land. She writes. Right. To, We're not going to work out together. No. Yes. I, you, I have feelings. Not we, not us. She writes, do people, re her title is, do people really need to work through things alone? Yeah. You need to start working through your own feelings alone. You need to start going, do I like him? Do I want to be with someone who's sitting there going, well, I'm not sure. I was in a seven-year thing. Okay, it sounds like you're not ready for me. I need to be with someone who is sure. And I think if she's, I think she's starting this, pro you know, you are a couple, you are, the, but she keeps doing this we thing. And it's like, you're not there yet. You both have your own living spaces, your own needs and wants, and you're trying to find someone who can fill those things for you. But He's not doing that, and you're. She keeps talking, and we. I, I think it's so interesting the way you talked about it. Yeah, I mean that's after years of doing this show. I don't. I, I don't know if I would have had before doing this show like the wherewithal to think about relationships in that way. But I think that's just the most important part of dating and finding someone is like is again is being honest with yourself and being honest with the other person. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches 
And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So much of what I used to do dating was sell the other person, you know, be that cool girl who was like down. Yeah, I'm looking to see where it goes to or like I'll we can, you know, whatever you tell me what your problem is and then I'll change around to make it work for you. Right. And, and And that's not only is that not work, but it's not hot. Right, like, right. What's hot is like what's hot. Actually, what makes the other will make the other person more attracted to you. Actually, if that's still your goal, and I don't know if it should be, is oh, I'm turned off by that by right. you saying that. That's not good for me. So I'm gonna divest in you, and like that's what a secure person does. It's much easier said than done. But yes. I would imagine if that happened with you, you would be like more attracted to a person who was acting like that. And again, I don't know if that's the goal. It's a little gameplay ish, right. but I do think that's the natural, like part of the reason people aren't attracted to you when you do that kind of thing is because sort of similar to what we were talking about and oversharing. It's like, you just tell me what we need to do to make this work and I'll do it. Like that's not a sexy thing. Right. And it's, it comes down to like, and, and here's the, the other side of that. Guys are going to be agreeable with you. The reason this is relatable, there's a lot of women going, I've had that conversation. He he said, let's delete Hinge. And then a week later, we broke up is because in that conversation, are you speaking for yourself and telling someone what turns you off? Are you willing to walk away from negotiations or are you negotiating just to get a deal? Like, it sounds like a lot of her talks with him were just to get back to so we're together, right? right? Like, if that's your only option in the conversation, you're not negotiating. You're not even having a conversation. You're just getting to the most comfortable place for both of you. Most comfortable place for him is you shutting the fuck up. Most comfortable place for you is you getting him to go, no, let's delete Hinge. Now we feel better for one night. It's not a long-term solution. Yeah. And I just don't think, like, telling someone what they want to hear so that you can prolong this prolonging the situation isn't isn't resolving the situation. Right. They're, well, they're like, both telling each other what still, they want to hear. 
You know, like right. it, it is like I, I to take her side a little bit like, yes, he is saying let's delete Hinge. It, and she says he's calling me. Yeah. He's a human being who likes you and thinks you're cute, but he can't get himself to the next level. Right. Where did he say let's delete him? When did he say that? When she said when they were having the weird conversation? She said he they deleted it together on the same night like they were doing. <laughs> She's like. I'm gonna delete mine. What are you? Are you gonna? Are I'll you gonna? Do, she wrote, "Okay, truthfully, truthfully, I feel like I blacked out for most of the conversation." So she blacked out, and then we ended up concluding the night that we were going to continue. We both deleted our hinges and agreed on where to go from there. No, you didn't agree to go from there. You right. did something that was tangible, which I totally understand. You're like, "Okay, hinges have been deleted. You can go to your brunch table now and go. We're good. Hinges deleted." And I get it. I mean, it's hard, right? Like, it's very hard to be, like, honest with yourself in these situations. Because right. you've already, and what happens after a month and a half, a lot of the time for women, especially if you're sleeping with someone, is you have this story that you've built about them and where your relationship is going. Mm-hmm. So you're now kind of, like, attached to the story of, like, this guy could be my new boyfriend and it's going so well when it hasn't gone so well with anyone else. And I really, like, you're, like, invested in it to the point where you're like irrationally making concessions that you shouldn't be making. Well, on the other side of that, he's going, oh my God, she thinks I could be her boyfriend. Oh my God, she's she's into me. Oh my God, I'm not there. I want to be there. I like her, but I, oh, this is, I'm going to be the dickhead who, she keeps asking me for answers. She gives no answers, you know? <laughs> What an- what, do you- what answers does-, does does he want from her? Hey, I like you. And if you don't do this, I got to leave. Right. I mean, that's the hottest way to negotiate in anything. Right. It doesn't matter what you're negotiating. Right. Like, Judge <laughs> Shooty. Right. Do the ju- This is my number. Let's have lunch. Right. That's- Take it or leave. <laughs> That does that did make me hot for Judge Judy. I got to say. That's what, there is yeah. something very hot about like right. this is what I want. If you can give it to me, great if If you can't then like boyfriend or fuck off like i don't know what to tell you and that's there's i'm saying like that you think it's like by doing that you end it and you probably do but there is something to be said about like people being attracted to people who aren't gonna put up with anything that they do no matter what right and you know at least you know tan you know she wanted tangibility from like the leading hinge if you tangibly say, hey, if you can't do this, this, and this, then I got to go. Right. Then he goes, oh, well, now I know what to do. It's not that big a deal. Right now, like, and I, I guess that is something that is interesting. He speaks in all vague terms. He's like, the job, the this, I was in a seven-year month, thing. Yeah. And it's like, he's speaking in vague because she is too. She keeps saying, I want a more serious thing in the future. They're probably speaking two different languages. Like, she's going, she's avoiding saying, this is a relationship for me, and it's not that big of a deal, because all I really want is to, like, hang out with you a couple times a week or, you know, and and do some, like, dates. And then he's going, oh, my God, she wants a relationship. We're already going to be. So he's getting ahead. It's all. It's it's fucking with both. But of them. that's good. He's doing her a favor by getting. Well, I, I, I think that's I, not what she's realizing. I guess it. You know, when you go, what a guy, what a guys get scared away from. It's when you know little, so then they know little. You know, if you don't know anything about what you want today, then he's not going to know anything about what he wants either. Like he can't. You know, 
right. I, I think with a lot of guys, myself especially, like you, you, you get in. I'm a fixer mode. You like, I want to just know. I want to know that I'm achieving the level. I'm not disappointing someone. So like, when someone's like, "Hey, I'd like in the future uh, to move towards serious," it's like, uh, "What does that even fucking mean?" Right. And it, how do I evaluate if I'm on that when it's so vague? Right. So like, I'm yeah, just gonna... I eventually want to move in with someone eventually too and be in a relationship with someone also <laughs> right. at some point. Right. So you get you, so I know in my mind I make those things larger. I go, "Well, I'm and then you have the women that write that go come back to you and go, "Well, I wasn't looking to get married." It's like you were thinking about marriage, you know? Like <laughs> what? What? You know? Blocked. Right. What about all the other um, shit in between, you know? Like Yeah. And I think the thing people don't realize is like either way you you are the winner when you say that right. when you ha- when you are honest with yourself and with the other person about exactly what you want you're the winner either way because either they don't waste any more of your time and it ends faster which has happened to me mm-hmm. or they're like okay I actually do want I, I that that um I now I know what you want and I'm able to reach that and do that for you right I yeah. Listen, I hope we helped her. I think we solved dating again. I think so. I think, as we usually do. Yes. And Let it, us know. And listen, we love these Sunday specials. Share, share, share. Watch on YouTube. Enjoy. Make it your Instagram story. We love all that stuff. So, Rate, review, and subscribe. Wish Maddie a happy birthday on the Instagram. Happy oh, birthday. That's over. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> belated. <laughs> I forgot. Belated. Belated. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. The You Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.